Welcome back, Padawans, to episode 42 of the JMR Podcast. I'm your host, Jelani, a.k.a. Jedi Master Ren, and it is here where I discuss all things in my gaming life and the industry at large as I take you on a trip to a galaxy far, far away. Tonight, we'll be traveling to Hoth, since it's pretty much as cold as Hoth here in Texas at the moment. While we journey through the stars, we'll discuss Atomic Heart going gold, Ubisoft workers calling for a strike, and a recap of the Xbox Bethesda Devs Showcase. Some Falcon sweeping for you. If you like me talking to myself about games every week, use the force and rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help it reach more Padawans. You can follow the show on Twitter at the JMR Podcast, and there's a link for you to send in hologram audio messages to be featured on the show as well. And finally, I want to remind everybody that you can find the show on TikTok by easily following the JMR Podcast. I'll be using that platform to post questions to you guys and give updates in person so you guys can see this scruffy, maybe scruffy, look face of mine. Now, um, as we get into this, guys, you already know, I am a Zox ambassador, which means I want to spread the love of Zox to all of you. I really do. And that's the real thing of it, because we're about to get into this here in a second. But if you use my code Jelani40328 at Zox.la, you can use or you can get 10% off your first order. Again, that is J-E-L-A-N-I 40328 at Zox.la. But this week, I was able to acquire a strap that I didn't even know existed. It is called a Mega Zox. <laughs> a Mega Zox, guys. And when you think of a Mega Zox, I've already given you a, a an idea of the size of a standard Zox. You know, like the regular Zox that they started with, right? This Zox is pretty much twice the size if not a little and I, it actually is a little bit bigger than two zox put together and they literally call it the mega zox this is the second time that they have done this so how they did this they put it in a drop where you get a uh, you have to buy a mystery pack and in the mystery pack you get this zox for sure and then you get like um i think it was 10 other straps that were going to be a mystery and um with that that was only they only sold 500 of those and then 500 are going to be like kind of put in you know different places kind of way so like you know they'll just th uh break up those packs and then kind of use them for other people when they're giving out these mystery packs and mystery packs we haven't really talked about those but mystery packs are these like you get um three straps and they're all concealed so even when they're packing them for you they don't know which one you're getting so they'll just pack three straps together and then they send them out and you, so you, if you you know buy a bunch of mystery packs you might get the same straps over and over again and that's kind of why I usually stray away from that you know what I mean I haven't really dove deep into the mystery pack game but I have been talking to my wife and they have a monthly subscription plan that I might jump on just because it's not you know it's a monthly thing I wouldn't have to really you know it's uh, it's a subscription I wouldn't have to think about it and then I get three straps a month and they're mystery straps and mystery straps can be anything you can get a grail strap that is very rare where they're like maybe there's only a hundred of those made you know all together and it, it, the list goes on you could get one of these mega zox straps which again only 500 were sold on the main site so this is one of those things where again the collecting comes into play but I love this job. I, I love this job. I love this brand, and I want all of you guys to at least just check it out. You know what I mean? You don't got to buy nothing, but, you know, just check it out. Go to Zox.LA, and, I mean, they have an app, too. Zox is just, you know, Z-O-X. So just go there. Check it out. Just look. See if you're going to like it. And if you do want to grab one, you can use that code. There you go. So let's jump to hyperspace, guys. 
Alright guys, so now that we are safely in light speed, let us first touch on my Jedi trainings for the week. So, as we all know, Forspoken has launched. And, as you guys all know, I've been looking forward to this one, right? Y'all know that. I've been talking about it. Yeah, I'm telling you guys, I like it. You know, <laughs> I wanted to leave you sitting there just to think that... I wasn't going to like it. But if you have been following me on Twitter, you might have seen all of the posts that I have been making and, you know, my raving about the game. And again, I'm not that far in, so this week is not going to focus around uh, Phrase Story and around, you know, Forspoken at all. I just wanted to let you guys know that I am slowly but surely getting into it. Um, you know, I haven't had that much time to, you know, put away to it, but I have the day off tomorrow, so hopefully I'm going to put in some more hours into this one. But I have really, really been... And, you know, anticipating this and the ever, you know, the times that I've played it, I am thinking about going back to play it as I'm at work and I'm just thinking about, okay, so like I, I got to one part that I'm at and I'm just like, all right, well, I know I'm at this part. What's going to happen next? Where am I going to go? What's going to happen? You know, so I'm, I, I, I'm very much enjoying this, but we will, I'm pushing this to the side because again, I'm only like eh, at this point, really like maybe three, four hours in realistically, so I don't want to put too much onto it right this second, but um, what I've really been getting into uh, the past couple of days is GTA Trilogy. So, I did not know. Well, I knew that it wasn't on Steam, because I was trying to look for it there, you know, and I could never find it, and I finally jump on um, the Steam store, and or on the app, and I see that Rockstar is having a sale. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, let's see what Rockstar's got to offer. They said, they said up to 70% off. Cool, all right. So I get in there, and then right there, it says GTA Trilogy Edition, or Trilogy, Definitive Edition, whatever convoluted name, um, half off. I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. This was not on here before. Where, where, Where is this coming from? So long story short, I end up finding out it actually launched that day that I hopped on there. So I assume they started the sale and they launched the game at the same time that the sale started. But, you know, just for, you know, uh, synergy sakes. But very awesome. So I was finally able to pick it up uh, handheld because I felt like, you know what, this would be a perfect device to play this game or these games on realistically. And I really like how it is on here. And I guess it's, well, I haven't bought the game on... Um, what is it, on uh, the consoles. So I don't know if on the console when you buy it, it's just all, you know, one download and then you just pick and choose what game you play or if you can pick and choose the game to actually download, you know, separately. But on the Steam Deck, you literally just have three different SKUs. You have three different games that you can download now in your library. It's not just, you know, it's not um, one game and then you siphon through all of them. Each game is its own thing. So I thought that was kind of neat as well. But there also is similar, you know, when we saw um, Xbox only get San Andreas while PlayStation only got Vice City. And Vice City is actually back on the PlayStation servers right now. So... It's, you know, they have already split them up. I'm just not sure if when you buy it on console, if it's split up like that as well. You know, so, um, but very cool. Happy to get it on uh, a handheld device like I was trying to find. But, again, don't know why it didn't launch. I guess it wasn't on PC at the time. Or maybe it was on PC, but just not on Steam, you know, uh, until, until recently. But they got it there. Now... The last game that I've been getting into, because we got to get into some other uh, some other stuff, guys, but is Need for Speed Unbound again. I cannot 
tell you how much I am I'm enjoying this game. You know, I'm not done with it, but I mean, you know, you've seen what you need to with the racing, but again, the story just keeps getting better and better, and they're really putting a lot of, like, again, drama on top of this, you know, situation that's going on. So there's more investment for me as a player to get to the end and to see how this plays out. You know, not just to get more money, to get more cars. It's also to see how, you know, these uh, characters are going to progress and see what's going to happen at the end of this. And that's really something that I feel they try, They uh, Need for Speed has tried to do over the years, but they've really, really hit the mark with this one. And I'm I, I'm heavily invested into it. And I really love the loop as well. Like the, you know, going out, you have your, again, like I said before, you have your day and night cycle. But as you're going out, and the way that I usually play it now, I go through the day cycle, get as much money as I can. And I've started pushing my limit as in... I used to not want to get as much heat on me, right? You can get up to five. And once you get to five, it's really, really hard to get away from the cops. You know what I'm saying? Unless you have a fast car. And usually I'm rolling around in like an A, A plus. You know what I'm saying? So it's not the fastest car, especially when you got this high level heat. So at some points, it's it's going to get tough. And I don't want to deal with that. But I also want to continue to get more money during the day and during the night. So I'm having to push the limit and I'm trying to, you know, get up to almost three stars during the day, which means <laughs> I'm going to do two races at night and then it's already going to be at five. Realistically, we're going to be at four and a half after one. So it's it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I got to risk it for the biscuit. You know what I'm saying? I got to get that money, you know? And it's really fun to get all the way through the entire day. You see what your spoils are, and then you put it back into the car. You make your car that much faster, so then that way you can win more money the next day. And you can, you know, uh, get further on. And I, I just, it's that constant loop. I don't know. I, I feel like that's been a thing in in you know uh these arcade racers especially need for speed games but for whatever reason it's hitting different this time and i'm really really messing with it so i i'm you know i'm enjoying my time with it i will probably be touching back on it you know uh after i've gotten a decent way through Frey's story because that is really what's been kind of taking a hold of me over the last couple of days and that's really where we're at here guys for my jedi trainings but let us move over to our holocrons for the night. For our Jedi holocron, as we discussed last week, guys. Uh, our Jedi holocron is... Atomic Heart has gone gold, people. It is time. It has gone gold. Game this is from Christopher Castellaw over at Game Rant. He writes, Gamers won't have to wait much longer to hop into surreal Soviet sci-fi shooter Atomic Heart as developer Munfish announces the game has gone gold. Following a protracted development cycle that saw developer Munfish often go months or more without releasing new information about this highly anticipated sci-fi shooter Atomic Heart, the developer announces that the game has gone gold ahead of its February launch. Anticipation for the stylish alternate history shooter grew to new heights early this year after a clip showing nearly 15 minutes of Atomic Heart gameplay leaked online, giving gamers a taste of what awaits them in the full release. With its striking visual style, unique setting, and fast-paced gameplay, Atomic Heart immediately captured the attention of gamers when it was first announced in 2018. 
Set in an alternate history version of the Soviet Union in 1955, the game tasks players with exploring a mysterious research facility that has descended into chaos after being overrun with rogue robots and biomechanical horrors. Though decidedly not a boomer shooter, the cheeky term coined to describe first-person shooters with gameplay and visual elements associated with the genre entries from the 1990s, the fact that the Corridor Heavy Shooter and all-planned Atomic Heart DLC will, purely, will be purely single-player experiences is sure to excite gamers who miss the more focused and linear gameplay of, the, of that era. In a post from the official Munfish Twitter account, the developer announced that Atomic Heart has gone gold ahead of its February 21st launch, featuring an image of one of the game's eerie automatons floating a gold disc between its hands. The tweet thanks the studio's development partners and fans of the game for supporting them throughout Atomic Heart's protracted development cycle. After facing a series of delays, with rumors that the game would be pushed back yet again, the announcement that players will soon be able to explore Atomic Heart's facility 3826 will likely be welcome news to many gamers. Fan response to the announcement of Atomic Heart going gold was generally positive, with many Twitter users sharing their excitement at the news. Ex exhibiting a surprising and unfortunately far too uncommon for the industry level of engagement with its fans, Munfish responded to multiple tweets posing questions about the game or just congratulating the developer on Atomic Heart's impending release. The developers answered questions about everything from confusion about the various console versions of Atomic Heart to localization options in the game, and even hinted in one response that VR support could be coming in the title down the line. After waiting years to explore Atomic Heart's weird world, gamers now only have a few weeks left until launch. Whether Atomic Heart can live up to nearly a half decade's worth of hype remains to be seen, but the sci-fi shooter certainly seems to or certainly seems set to deliver a surreal spin on the genre when it launches in February. Now, I literally did not know that this game uh, was announced in 2018. I'm telling you that right now. I had no idea. I just found that out right now. So that's pretty wild. You know, like I found out about this game, I think last year, honestly, it's either last year or the year before, but it was definitely recent and it wasn't even like, I don't remember seeing it. I think somebody was talking about it and then I searched it. You know what I mean? So like, and then I think I saw it at, you know, one of the, our, the, the showcases or whatever. I was like, oh, okay. But it, I, I'm pretty sure maybe end of 2021 or 2022 for sure when I saw this game. So it's not been on my radar for very long. And the fact that this game was announced in 2018 is just baffling. But at the same time, I, you know, I missed when Spider-Man was announced. You know what I mean? Like I found out about Spider-Man uh, for PS4, I think a year after. No, I think it was maybe like six months because it was before the next E3 where we actually got the gameplay uh, footage. So it was maybe, yeah, like six months or so, six to eight months after the E3 where we they got or where we got the uh, CGI trailer, I did not even see that. I didn't see that at all. Didn't know anything about it until somebody was like, "Yeah, there's a Spider-Man game coming." I was like, "What? What? What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean there's a Spider-Man game coming out?" Like, yeah, Insomniac Games. What do you? What? Where, where? Where have I been? What is going on? And that is, I think, realistically, that is when I was like, "Okay, I can never." let something like that slip through the cracks again. And guess when that happened? That was 2017, this is 2018. So I was still, you know, still grasping it. I was still grasping it, trying to figure out what's going on. But obviously, Atomic Heart slipped through my fingers. 
because if I saw this game in 2018, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, because this game looks fantastic. So I'm very happy that it's going gold. Uh, I, again, this year is shaping up to be something crazy, you know? Like, we will discuss here in a little bit a game that just dropped tonight. And, uh, yeah, game looks fantastic as well. I cannot wait to get into this. So it's, it's just, it's, this year is shaping up to be something uh, unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, in February, we're getting Atomic Heart, and we're getting Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, so then we're gonna get, what else? We've got, um... Star Wars Jedi Survivor in March, and I think there's... I don't know what else is coming in March. I don't know. I, you know what? I, I'm gonna have to do... I'm gonna have to look up a list of everything that is confirmed to be coming out as of right now, and really just plan out what's gonna be going on. You know what I'm saying? Because it's shaped up to be a crazy, a crazy year. And I still have, like, stuff from 2022 that I still need to play, like Callisto Protocol. And then, yeah, Dead Space is coming out as well. Golly, man. Golly, this is crazy. And then we've got GoldenEye 007, man. What in the world? That's coming. I think that's Friday. Jesus. Come on. Come on. Anyway. All right. So let's get to our Sith Holocron, guys. So if you are in the gaming space and you're, you're you know, on the, uh, Twitter or anything like that, on the internet, you're seeing internet forums, you probably have seen this kind of thing. And... It's the player harassment and how certain people think that they can talk to, you know, developers just because I don't, I don't even know why, why you think that you can talk to them like they're not a human being. But unfortunately, there are just absolute pieces of shit out in the world and disgusting people who don't understand that a human being is just that, a human being. You know what I'm saying? The people who are behind these games are real people. And I've said this before, just because you're behind your screen typing this, you have to understand that there is somebody else on the other side of the screen that's going to feel what you're typing. It's not just, it, it, it doesn't just end at your phone. It, it, you are connected to everybody. And I guess I, I feel like some people just don't get that. They don't understand that they are, you know, hurting people. And if they don't, you don't need to have, you don't need to be on, on any of these social forums. But either way, this is from VGC, and this is uh, by Andy Robinson. He writes, Majority of developers see player harassment as a serious issue, survey suggests. While around 40% surveyed said they've experienced harassment, 75% of game developers responding to an industry survey have said they believe harassment and toxic behavior from players is a serious or very serious issue. As noted by Axios, the poll was organized by the Game Developers Conference and its affiliate publication, Game Developer, and surveyed some 2,300 game developers from around the world. 91% of the respondents agreed that player harassment and toxicity toward developers was an issue in the industry. About 4% of respondents said it was not an issue, while 5% indicated they were unsure. Around 40% of those surveyed said they'd experienced harassment from players themselves or seen it happen to someone on their team. Those working in the community management, marketing, or PR reported experiencing or witnessing harassment more than those in other roles. 
Men surveyed were less likely to say they experienced or witnessed harassment than women or non-binary people, and those who identified as part of the LGBTQ community were more likely to say they were experienced or witnessed harassment. Last year saw many studios speak out against harassment of their employees, with some even aggressively pushing back such as Bungie, which sued a player who allegedly threatened a staffer. In GDC's survey, around two-thirds, 68%, said their companies had addressed harassment they experienced or witnessed. One-fifth said no, while 11% were unsure. One survey taker said, quote, I think setting boundaries clearly and publicly, as well as calling on the community itself to help, can be effective. Large, com uh, large companies seem to fear that their toxic players are their fan base without appreciating that they are impacting much larger numbers of their actual fan base, end quote. Another wrote, quote, I'm a community manager, so it's a part of the job, unfortunately. We need to recognize that behavior when it happens, call it out, and set expectations that we are not going to allow it. We also need to stop inviting the community to be part of the family. You're part of the conversation, you get to offer an opinion, but you don't get to demand everything goes your way, end quote. And that's all we got there, guys. So this is absolutely accurate, you know, in, in what it's saying, like that last part, exactly. Like you, I don't, who do you think you are? And I, I tweeted about this as well. Like, who who do you think you are to tell these developers how to and to not make their games? W again, most of these people who are doing the harassment have never been in this gaming in field before. And I'm sure, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and say that. I'm sure some of them have. But again, the majority of these people are have not. They have not made a game before. So you don't know how hard it is to make a game. So how about you sit down and relax? You know what I'm saying? You do not, you, you don't know the extent of what's going on here. And so you probably should just shut your mouth because you're making yourself look foolish. And it's really ridiculous. The fact that the developers, there are 91% out of this survey uh, who were uh, of these developers think that this is a problem because it is a problem. It is a problem, you know? This is the reason that I that I do not go on social media, guys, because there is so much negativity on social media because people don't understand that there are human beings that are behind their phones, you know, that are behind these, that are going to feel these words and that are, again, like I said, it does not just end there. It doesn't end in the palm of your hand. You know what I'm saying? There is somebody else on the other end. So you have to understand that this is just, it's not, it's not right. And especially when these people are getting death threats, the developers, come on, man, that's not right. And it's not, it's not showing the gamers, the good gamers that are out there, it's not showing them in a good light. And why would it? And why would these developers, again, that's the other thing, these people are making games for us. So why would they want to continue doing that when all they get is berated by a mass majority of these disgusting people on the internet? You know what I mean? I wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't offend me if somebody was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore because I'm tired of this crap. I, I, I get it because it's ridiculous and it shouldn't be happening. And the fact that it continues to happen and you get death threats because like uh, you get death threats for, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. There's every, I, I've heard multiple developers get death threats for any amount of stupid reasons. And it's absolutely absurd. 
Absolutely. So this is a real problem, and, and people need to get their heads out of their asses, if I'm being honest, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, that's what needs to happen, and I, I hope that, you know this article can get some traction and people can, you know, start to see that like, oh, it's it's not just people in the, you know, uh, in the media who are saying like, oh, like that that's just how it is. Even developers are coming out and saying this stuff as well because they're the ones who are actually feeling it. They're not witnesses to it. They are the people who are victims to it, realistically. So this is just, I, I, I want to see a change. I really do. And... It's sad to to see that a lot of developers and you know feel like that, but of course they are, because it is the truth. So either way, let us move on to our great Holocron guys. Now it's great in a different sense. So it's not great based on what is going on, but it's great that these people are taking a stand for their rights. So that's why it's 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 on our great, or it's a great holocron for tonight, guys. So, this is from Kotaku, and this is by Luke Plunkett. He writes, Ubisoft employees asked to strike over CEO's comments, pay demands. And there is an update here, but he writes, Ubisoft hasn't had the best couple of years. A string of flops and, a dis and disappointments means the company isn't in the best shape as it heads into 2023. So, in an attempt to get everyone firing last week, CEO Yves Yamon uh, sent an email to staff telling them, quote, the ball is in your court. It did not go down well. It was, in fact, about as bad as one of these emails can get, doing everything from blaming workers for poor results or advocating for extra work. As a result, the Union Solidarity's Informatique, which has members at Ubisoft's Paris uh, offices, has called for a strike next week. The union is calling the strike to not only protest Guillemot's uh, dismissive comments, but to also call for better pay and conditions at the company. In particular, a 10% pay raise to account for the inflation crisis and the implementation of a four-day working week. Here's their statement in full. Call for strike, and this is, this is the statement. Call for strike Ubisoft Paris, Friday, January 27th, afternoon. According to Guillemot, the ball is in our court, but the money stays in his pocket. In his latest statement, Mr. Guillemot announces a worrying future for Ubisoft. If the request to employees to be, quote, especially careful and strategic with your spending, end quote, is ironic considering the company's editorial strate uh, strategy of the last few years, it is not funny. When Mr. Guillemot speaks of attrition or organizational adjustments, it means staff reductions, discrete studio closures, salary cuts, disguised layoffs, etc. On several occasions, Mr. Guillemot is trying to shift the blame, once again, onto the employees. He, expect, he expects us to be mobilized to, quote, give our all, or give it our all, end quote, to be, again, quote, as efficient and lean as possible, end quote. These words mean something. Over time, managerial pressure, burnout, etc. Mr. Gumont asks a lot from his employees, but without any compensation. Have salaries kept up with the high inflation of recent years? What about the, impl uh, the implementation of the four-day week? What has been put in place for the teams that come out of the productions exhausted, like those of Just Dance or Mario? We demand, 
an immediate 10% increase for all salaries, regardless of annual increases, to compensate for inflation. With the hundreds of millions of euros obtained from Tencent, there is money in the coffers of the employers. The improvement of working conditions, with, in particular, the implementation of the four-day week. Transparency on the evolution of the workforce, both locally and globally. A strong commitment against disguised dismissals and a condemnation of abusive managerial po uh, policies that push employees to resign. And because Mr. Gilmore and his clique only understand the relationship of power, Solidaire's Informatique is calling on the employees of Ubisoft Paris to go on strike on Friday tw uh, the 27th of January in the afternoon from 2 to 6 p.m. It says, next fiscal year, so the, we're back to the article. Next fiscal year, which runs through March 2024, Ubisoft said it plans to release at least one additional announcement, or unannounced big game, besides Skull and Bones, Avatar, and Assassin's Creed Mirage. Guillemot calls it the, big, uh, the biggest pipeline in Ubisoft history in his email to staff and said he's excited to share more at this year's E3 conference in June. And now, so here's the update here we've got. Guillemot was set to meet staff at Ubisoft's Paris uh, studio in a face-to-face Q&A meeting on Thursday, but canceled. Two sources familiar with the event told Kotaku it would have come a day after the CEO apologized for his earlier, quote, ball is in your court comment in a company-wide town hall. The planned Paris studio visit was also the same day more than a million people flooded the city's streets in a striker's march protesting President Emmanuel Marcon's or Macron's plan to raise France's retirement age by two years to 64. A source said the march was the reason why the Q&A was canceled. Ubisoft did not respond to a request for comment. All right, so that is all we've got there, guys, for our great holocron. And again, it's great because they're taking a stand and they're doing what they need to do. Like they're they're seeing the writing on the wall. They're like, look, bro, we're not gonna we're not gonna play this game. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to stop sitting here and just using us like pawns. Again, what we talked about in the last story. We uh, these are people. We are people. And that's what they're that's what they're screaming out right now. So good on them for sticking their ground and doing what they think is right to get what they deserve. You know what I'm saying? Inflation is real. Inflation is happening everywhere. And I'm telling you right now, everybody wants to raise the prices of everything, but guess what's not getting raised? And there's somebody else who's on um who who said this well or who said this as well. Our our wages isn't, aren't getting raised. So, you know what? Good on them. Good on them for sticking up for what they believe is what they deserve. You know what I'm saying? And again, they're not asking for a they're not asking for you know something that is ridiculous they're just wanting they said transparency we want to know what's going on locally and globally they want to get their their obviously their salaries upgraded uh, upgraded they want to get um a raise on their salary so that that way it can compensate for inflation there's they, they're everything they want is within realm of possibility they're not being you know uh facetious they're literally just asking for what they should be getting you know what i'm saying so i i, I think it's it's good on them and I, I applaud them for for standing up for what they believe in you know what i'm saying so let us get to our landing position here let's hover over hoth because again i think we need to get the heater on while we sit here because it's it's just so cold it's so cold and i've been i'm, I'm cold right now 
And that's not a joke. That's not a joke. Anyway, um, we have a recap of the Xbox Bethesda Dev Showcase, guys. And I'm... I want to start off. I want to start this off by saying I absolutely love that Xbox is giving the time to the developers. And this is literally, this was labeled. This is their show. This is the developer direct. So you're going to talk directly to the devs. And I love that they have completely taken all of the higher ups out of this. And they're giving the reins to the people who are making these games. Because they're going to know how to talk about these games because they're the ones who love these games. They're putting their blood, sweat, and tears into this. So they're going to know exactly how to tell you, hey, this is going to be something for you. And again, we've seen that, you know, when the devs come up and have their little, you know, talk with you know, uh, the different hosts at E3 or whatnot. But it's... It's something different when it's completely centered around them. You know what I mean? This entire showcase was centered around the work that they've put in and talking to different people across the the different teams that are working on these different games. So I applaud Xbox for doing that. I, I thought that was really, really cool, and I, I really liked it. So um, let's get into it. So the first, we got to see five games here, and you... <laughs> Based on what we decide to stay on, you will see what um, is my jam. And I'll, I'll tell you what it is, you know, from the jump. But anyway, we got Minecraft Legends. And, you know, I guess... As you can see, this is not one of them that's hitting for me. <laughs> but I, I guess I thought it was something different. I thought it was going to be more of a, like, uh, a single-player-oriented experience. And, like, RPG in the Minecraft universe. And I thought that would be kind of cool to see because I'm not really into, like, you know, the, the normal Minecraft. The, uh, so I'm like, okay, let's see that. But I didn't realize that this is like a PvP kind of thing and you're going to have to work together and stuff like that. I think it's either PvP or PvE, but either way, it's a multiplayer game. And I didn't realize that, so I'm like, oh, okay. And they were like, oh, you got to play with somebody else. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, no, that's going to be for me then. Okay. <laughs> so either way, might not be for me, but I'm glad it's coming out. And I'm also still going to be keeping my eye on it because... Got this on my fantasy critically, guys. So I need this to do good. I need this one to land. I need it to do good. And I think it's going to do good because, again, there's a lot of fans of Minecraft, and that's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm banking on. I'm playing a mind game here with these guys, all right? Anyway, let's move to game number two that was shown off, and that is Forza Motorsport. And, again, this one, I've already said it before, not really going to be for me because, and again, when um, Gran Turismo was coming out, I'm not really a huge fan of the simulation racer. However, you can really tell that the team has put a lot of work into this and that they're really proud of, you know, what they are, were able to do in this. And, I, you know, I liked how they were talking about, you know, oh, every every scratch you know like every single lighting thing you know we put in here it's it's all um one-to-one -one exact how it would look when the car is in you know real world or whatever and then they're like every scratch that you will get during your race is unique to you it is unique to the journey that you went on during that race and i'm like yo you know what i'm not gonna lie that kind of makes me want to play this game, but I know what this game is, and you're not going to fool me with this talk, but man, you know how to sell a game. I tell you what, and that's what I'm talking about. That's why this is awesome, because they have that much passion that they're rubbing off on me, and I'm like, dang, you love this game so much, I need, to, I might need to try this out. I might need to, and I mean, shoot, it's on Game Pass, so you know what? I might actually do try it out and shoot. 
maybe I become a, a simulation racer. Who knows? I don't know. You know, like Snowbike Mike. I don't know. Anyway, so let's move over to game. Oh boy, number three. And I, you know what? You know what? I told you there were five games that were shown. I wonder why this one was number three. Right at the middle, right smack dab in the middle. It's the top of the mountain. At least that's what it felt like. You know what I'm saying? So we have Hi-Fi Rush. Boy, freaking shadow drop today, man. Today, at the end of the trailer. At the end of the trailer. At the end, well, I mean, again, I found out. I didn't watch this live, so I had to watch this later because I was at work while this was going on. So I'm he, I'm seeing my Discord blow up. I'm seeing Twitter blow up about Hi-Fi, and I'm like, oh, it launches today from the makers of Tango Gameworks, or from the makers, from uh, Tango Gameworks, the makers of uh, the Evil Within. I'm like, whoa, what do you, what is this? And I'm like, available today on Game Pass. I'm like, what, wait, wait, what, what is going on? So... Definitely had to download this. And when I finally got home and I was able to sit down and see this, I'm like, bro, are you kidding me right now? First of all, the, the music that they used in the trailer, fantastic. And I was like, if they, if this just is in the game, I'm already in. Like, I'm already in because of the art style alone and the fact that we're, you know, it's an action-oriented game. I'm like, I'm already in. This looks fantastic. But then you're telling me there's some killer freaking soundtrack. And then... If we can hear this, like, more kinds of music like this from, again, licensed music. Oh, my God. Just chef's kiss. Come on, baby, please. And sure enough, they're like, yes, we've got a slew of licensed music. And I'm like, yes, I cannot wait. So I've already got it downloaded. Have not been able to give it a chance yet. But I am heavily pumped to try this one out, man. I, I, I cannot wait. because, And again, just the fact that this is from... The makers of the evil within. It's such a departure from what they did before. Such a departure. And the fact that it, it just, it literally feels like a passion project. You know what I mean? Like, and again, I'm not saying evil within wasn't a passion, uh, passion project, but this just feels because it's just like, well, shoot, now we want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had this idea, this is something they wanted to do, and they were able to do that because, you know, they, they're, I don't assume because, I mean, maybe it is because. They're now under Xbox. I don't know. I, I Who knows if that's, you know, the reason that they were able to do this. But I feel like this has also been in development at the same time. So, uh, again, I haven't played it. So, we're going to have to get in there and see just how tight everything is. But one thing that I really loved that they did in the trailer was... <laughs> when they actually unveiled who, like, you know, what, they, what they've done. And they were like, from the makers of The Evil Within. Seriously. And... The makers of Evil Within 2. Naturally. <laughs> I saw that and I literally busted out laughing. I was like, bro, come on, man. That is so hilarious because that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, seriously? And then and then it's like, and the makers of the Evil Within 2. I mean, naturally, because, you know, we... I mean, we made Evil Within 1. So, I mean, naturally, we were the ones who made 2. You know what I'm saying? And, and we've also made Hi-Fi uh, Rush. You know what I'm saying? And we've also made Hi-Fi Rush. So... I cannot wait to jump into this one. Game number four, guys. We had ESO Necrom. Now, I am not a huge Elder Scrolls uh, online fan. I'm really not. That's the, the acronym. I'm not a huge Elder Scrolls fan. Well, again, the online, because I'm not a huge MMO. I'm not an MMO guy. But I will say, the fact that we're getting a series, uh, you know, a current generation update to it, 
and we're getting all of the previous chapters that have come out since the game has launched, this might be the time to try to jump into that. And I don't know if it hasn't been on Game Pass. I feel like it has been on Game Pass, and they were just rem reminding people, hey, you can also play it on Game Pass. But maybe maybe now's the time, you know? I don't know. So, but again, not really something that I was like, hoo, hoo, hoo. But again, you, what is fun, and fun, what is cool is that they have really put a lot of support in. He even said, you know, when they were talking about it that, and again, I didn't watch the rest of, you know, the actual global reveal of it. I, after we were done with um, just the dev direct, I, I, I bounced out because I'm like, I, I'm not really into ESO. I don't, I don't need that. But it, he did say, you know, every year they've had a new chapter. So it's really cool to see that, you know, they are still supporting this game as heavy and as much as they are because they really love it. So I, I think it's really cool for the fans that they're able to, again, get a even bigger expansion this year and for new people to have all those chapters to jump into. But now, guys, it's like we had in the middle, like, was the peak and then this one was like almost the peak. The only reason it's not the peak is because it's not out right now. And that is Redfall. And yo, man, this, this game looks dope. I'm telling you, like, I, I can't believe that, you know, I, I've been waiting to see how this actually like ran and how this actually was going to play out because I couldn't really wrap my mind around an open world, you know, zombie killing, or zombie, vampire killing game where it's a cooperative experience. So as I'm, and again, I say cooperative like I knew that this was going to be the case. I'm telling you, when I was watching that trailer, they do the first half of, well, not trailer, but the, like, the, the gameplay demo, they do the first half of it straight solo. And they don't really make it seem like you're doing a co-op any like anything is in co-op and it feels natural and it feels just like I honestly forgot that the game was even co-op because it just felt such a like a natural single player experience and then they added the co-op into it and I was like holy crap I completely forgot that was the the whole thing behind this is that it was a co-op experience or that you could play a co-op obviously I see now that it's legit a single player experience as well and what I'm seeing is that this looks like a culmination of everything that Arcane Studios has done with all of their previous games, all of the level design that they've done over the years, all meshed up into one game. And they even said that during the outro of this, um, of their reveal, or not reveal, but, you know, of this, um, their seg segment here. But they, you can see that throughout the gameplay. Like, you can just feel it in the gameplay. It's like, this is like, they're taking st some things from Dishonored, some things from Deathloop, some things from Prey, you know what I mean? And it's all mashing together in a real cohesive manner. And I, I, I just, I really want this to land and stick the landing because it looks like they've done a really good job so far. And I cannot wait to jump into this May 2nd. I really can't. But last, right before they ended it, they had a blooper reel. And showed a little bit of the devs, you know, not not all the devs that they had, you know, on the reel, but they had some of the devs on there. Just, you know, this blooper reels, and I was just like, oh man, okay, that's pretty cool. I like that again because you see, it's just, it's like, you know, it's just they. Everybody's got to make multiple takes. 
I make, I take multiple takes doing this, you know what I'm saying? So it, it is what it is, you know? And I really love that they, they were able to show them. And again, that's why I kind of want to do a little bit of something where I, I, I show you like I have a blooper reel because I, I love blooper reels. I've always loved blooper reels. Even like back in like the early 2000s when they had them on the, the uh, what is it? The special features on the DVD set, man. I love, I love blooper reels. They're always so much fun. Anyway, this is the last thing I'm going to leave on, guys. And then we're going to set down on Hoth. But at the very end, Right before they let us go, or right before you know we transitioned to the ESO event, they said 2023 is just getting started, and I literally got chills on both of my arms. I was like, "Boy, you are so right! It is just getting started, boy! Come on now, y'all already know how hyped I am for this year, man. This is our Jordan year, baby. Let's go!" Anyway, I thank you guys for joining me on episode 42 of the JMR podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jedi Master Ren. Remember, the R in Ren is the same R for Master. And don't forget, you can follow the show there as well as TikTok for all future updates. Be sure to use my code Jelani40328 at Zox.LA. But as always, guys, may the Force be with you. <laughs>